Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm gonna soak up the sun. I'm gonna tell everyone to light tin up. I mean, I'm Alex. <laughs> this week. This, that, that phrase will actually, get, we'll, we'll explain. There's actually context to that one. <laughs> I, I'm not sure there's context for the fact that you slowly... Uh, turned into like Adam West. <laughs> I got no explanation. <laughs> or Captain Kirk. One, or Captain one of the Kirk. Not sure. I'm gonna tell everyone two, one, ten, up. <laughs> or Stewie doing Captain Kirk. <laughs> so this week we are talking about The Hobbit: The Desolation of Smaug. Um, directed by Peter Jackson from 2013. It has a 75% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 85% audience score. And that is the highest of all the Hobbit movies for both of those. Tyler, is this better or worse? What's the lowest Lord of the Rings audience score? Um, 86 for Return of the King. Mm-hmm. One point below it, then. I mean, this one is one point if below it. If it wasn't so hard to set up this microphone, I would knock it across the room right now. <laughs> so, hold on. Before we really get into it, is this worse than yes. an unexpected journey? Yes. It is? Okay. Probably. I agree. It's more of an unexpected <laughs> journey. In the worst and possible therefore, way. I hate it further. I continue hating it. Tyler, give me your best thing and your worst thing about The Hobbit and the Temple of Doom. My worst thing about The Hobbit and the <laughs> Temple of Doom is... All right, so but legitimately, though, my best thing, which is just baffling and fascinating, um, because it's identical basically to my best thing from the first one, uh, <clears throat> is the fact that, or is the, the the basically all the scenes with Bilbo talking to Smaug. I guess that's really just one, two, but like keeps cutting back and forth. Yeah, it feels yeah, like exactly. it's fifty different exactly. mini scenes. Um, but that conversation, very well done. There's. The effects are not very good, uh, which is upsetting as far as, like, Bilbo running around on all the gold and everything. Yes. I feel like if they'd done this in Lord of the Rings, they would have built a miniature, maybe kind of like, like, one 200th scale version of the set that they could kind of get a, a, make things look better and, like, I don't know. They would have done something that would have looked a lot better than what it does in this. Smaug himself does look really good. Benedict Cumberbatch is great as him. And there's all the special features with him in the mocap, and he's actually like crawling on the floor <laughs> no, like a weirdo. It's the one it's... bit of joy that these movies have brought us. Yeah. Um, and then of course Martin Freeman is amazing. Uh, Sherlock and, and and Watson reunited, I guess. Kind of. And uh, then yeah, it's it's a nice that, that again, same thing as with Bilbo and Gollum. When they give Bilbo the chance to go do his own thing with an interesting character who's a great actor. And they just straight up do a scene from the book. Yes. <laughs> then everything goes right. That's all they had to do. <laughs> or worst thing is everything else. <laughs> Again. Subtle. We're not gonna get one of those scenes in the next just, movie. Just blunt. We're not. We're not gonna get a. a, a, a... I know. I'm. I'm terrified. I. I don't think I'm gonna be able to come up with the best thing for that. They bailed us out the first couple of times. <laughs> well, do you want to elaborate? I will say the score is pretty good. 
as well. So that's we kept saying during it, we were like, "How are chores still trying?" <laughs> did you? Did, what are you gonna say? I was gonna say, did you want to elaborate any more on just everything else being bad? Do you just want to like an, a grand overview it, of your thoughts? It just continues to be, and we'll we'll get into this, but it continues to be exactly the same thing, which is they don't have the scripts to fill out a what was a normal sized book. Yeah. Um, a very, I mean, almost exactly average sized book. Yeah. And they don't have the the scenes to to fill that out into something that is this ridiculous three hour soap opera. <laughs> um, they they are well, also characters. Well, also keeping the spirit of the book exactly. They're, they're it's it's that constant dichotomy, and it's 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 constantly at at, at war with itself. Those two elements, and, and it it never quite balances. There's there's tonal issues that yeah that can, they exactly they continue to just push like oh we want to have things be kooky and fun, but then we also want to have it be Lord of the Rings because that made a lot of money, and. They create new characters that then and then proceed to waste those characters and good actress who could be good but gets nothing to do or do um, reshoots to make it worse because Warner Brothers yes. is indeed the worst studio. or create new uh, characters that are performed by Lee Pace and continue to give them nothing to do and the dwarves continue to get no. There was a moment in this movie where I, I somehow just like phased out. Uh, crazy right that I could have phased out for a moment watching this movie I don't even um, remember this movie I just it, remember it sucking there's a moment when the dwarves have split up like there's still four dwarves left in, in Lake Town is that what the name is? I think so oh, huh. I was trying to just make a dumb name but that's actually the name from the book so I can't be too upset um, but there's the, the four of the dwarves are left in Lake Town or four or five of them are and then the rest of the dwarves are on the mountain I didn't realize until like halfway through the final act that not all the doors were there. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yep. We, we, okay, lost track of a few here. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was a rough go of it. The... Remember when we Stop. were talking about in the last movie? Okay, I'll, I'll say that. I'll put a pin in that thought. We'll come back to it. Okay. That's, that's too granular to bring up in a discussion of why this movie is terrible. So my best thing is something that's not actually in the movie. It was an experience that both of us shared watching this movie. Um, and it, <laughs> it goes back to my opening phrase. So, when that, that final action scene starts where they're like, we gotta kill Smug, we'll melt the, the giant golden dwarf statue thing. Yeah. Dumb. Um, and it goes on for like 45 minutes and then Smug just gets away. And it's like, what? what's the point of this? Yeah. Oh yeah. You need Even to though there is another 22... Even though we could just... 30 minute sequence at the beginning of the next movie. Just end the movie. I, I, I get it. I get it. From their mindset, we leave a cliffhanger. It'll entice more people to go to the next one. So we got to prolong sure. it for as long as possible. I get the studio mindset, but it just makes so much more sense from a storytelling perspective just to get rid of that scene. Smug breaks out. Uh, and, Can you imagine watching these movies him. like back to back? It would literally just be massive dragon fight scene. Brief two-minute break yep. massive dragon fight scene yep both like 20-30 minutes long <laughs> but anyways while we were watching the scene where they're like trying to restart the machine to, to get the fire going or whatever um so dumb um i looked over to tyler and i said what's a song that we could have playing over this just like a gag song it's something really funny to make this more interesting because it's so so dull and he's 
he, he spends the next like 30 seconds looking through his phone, looking through his Spotify playlist mm-hmm. and whatnot. And he starts playing. He, he mutes the movie. Mm-hmm. He starts playing. I'm we will, I should mention we will not unmute the movie from this point. I know, because who, who cares? Yeah. Um, there's, there's not that much dialogue anyway. Um, at, at that point, sure. but he starts playing. I'm gonna soak up the sun. The, is it Cheryl Crow? It is Cheryl. The Cheryl Crow song, and it works way too well. Yep. And of course, we're already just tired and done with the movie at this point, so we already think it's hilarious. But just the specific beats of the song work really well with the edits in the movie, and we we had it played on a, a couple of times, and there's an excellent bit. Yes. The, at the very end, there's a, there's a, a sweeping wide shot that that um, shows Smug flying towards Lake Town, and at the very beginning of that, it breaks into the chorus. I'm gonna soak, and it's panning across his smile. It worked. And then the credits roll. It worked it's, perfectly. It's, it's like it's it's like it's playing into. Yeah, it was good. It was amazing, and I highly recommend everyone go and do this. <laughs> Just go look up the last action scene or whatever. I'm sure it's on YouTube and just play that song. If I, over if it. I had a better, a better computer in general, I would attempt to to, to put that to the video. I think it's something worth sharing with the world. It's just like I'm gonna tell everyone to lighten up and there's fire and all that stuff. Like this, this, this is kind of funny subtext. If you there, if there, you if you want to if you want to think about it that it, way, there was thought put into it. <laughs> I was happy with it. It was great. I, movie sucks <laughs> that was the most enjoyment I, I know I'm gonna get out of any of these three movies um my worst thing I had to really think about this there's so much stuff I just hate in this movie okay I don't like this movie and once again we said this within an unexpected journey and you've probably figured it out by now if you like these movies and I know people that do you may not want to listen because we're not going to have a whole it's lot a positive late to say. For that. We may yeah. have we may have already uh, already burned that bridge yeah. before we got this my far. Po- my point is, after this, there's not going to be a whole lot positive we're going to say about yes. it. It's going to be just bashing. Skip we, the next episode as well because we don't because we don't find that much of value in this movie. Yes. Um. Where was I going? I would argue we find negative value in these okay. movies. Okay. So I was I was thinking like, well, the Tariel and the dwarf Keely. Right, whichever one is looks more like a human than the rest, because of course he does. Because we have to appeal to to normal audiences that oh she can't be attracted to a, a an can ugly we start giving dwarf. characters in this review to as we give plot summary. Can we start giving characters names that we just kind of make up? I want to call him Gilligan. <laughs> <laughs> Gilligan. Gilligan. And we'll call Thorin not Aragorn. I feel like there's better ones. It's probably a better one. Um, but anyways, I, I had to pinpoint, like, I, I don't like that. I don't like Alfred, and I don't like a lot of the Lake Town stuff. Um, I absolutely hate all the Gandalf stuff where he goes. And in the extended edition, which is the one we watched for this viewing, um, he finds Thorin's father, who's not in the theatrical cut, and he mm-hmm. just gets killed off. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, who cares? Why was that even considered to be a part of this movie? Um, and then the necromancer attacks Gandalf. And he's like Sauron, and I'm like, do you remember Lord no, 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 of the Rings? You are underselling it. You are I'm underselling I'm, how much they want you to remember Lord of the Rings I, because I it's specifically Sauron walking out of a big flaming eye, and you're like, oh, he's the pupil of the eye. It's been a person this whole time, even though that's very clearly not what they were going for in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I remember that was like the one thing in like the, these last or all of these 
Well, really, I guess the, I don't know. That was that was one of the few things that when I first watched these in theaters, basically, I was like, oh, that's a thing. Yeah. And then watching it now, I'm like, now that we've we've kind of delved into the depths of these of how cynical these movies are and, yeah. and the production behind them and everything, I'm just like, stop, <laughs> please. But then Legolas shows up. I'm like, Legolas doesn't need to be here. And then the thing about like, oh, that's my son, Gimli. And it's like, oh, do you get it? Because Legolas and Gimli are going to be best buddies. I know that because I saw those movies. Legolas and Gimli, better known as Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> <laughs> I want that spoof now. I want that. Can we get, can the next Wallace? Better than this movie. Can the next Wallace and Gromit movie be like a Lord of the Rings spoof? <laughs> do they still make those? I, I think so. Occasionally. I don't know. Um... But the worst thing that I, I really, I think it's the epitome of what I really hate most about these mm-hmm. movies is in the, the, um, the, the scene on the river when they're in the barrels, yes. um, the, the, the fat one, cause I don't remember his name. Better known as the fat one. The fat, <laughs> he gets pushed out of the river and there's just a, a long shot. It goes on for like 30 seconds of him just comically bouncing from side to side, knocking over orcs and stuff, and it's just the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, physics doesn't matter. Who cares? Physics doesn't matter because it's a kids' movie. But also, wait, no, that dwarf just got like shot. Gilligan, sorry, just got <laughs> shot, and now he's like, and he's poisoned like Frodo was, in, and he's in shot Fellowship like Baromir was, and he looks like Aragorn. Do you remember Lord of the Rings? Toriel's there. Oh God, why? But yeah. Anyways, that that is that is like the worst moment I think in. I know it's not the worst moment in any of these movies, is you know it? I'm called Toriel. It's the second worst moment in any of these movies. Okay. The the first most or the first worst. Uh, I would like to propose a new name for for Toriel just to spice things up. Kate from Lost. Kit Harrington. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, and then we call. I Kate. just want to try and I want to try and keep track of these names as we explain the movie. Instead of Ke- Keely being called Gilligan, I kind of want to call him Amelia Clark now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm on board. I could have anything down my trousers. <laughs> That's a line of dialogue in this movie. But yeah, the the fat guy in the barrel bouncing from side to side like like a Tom and Jerry character that just drives me up the wall to no end. Um, the character itself is not like I know we've talked about this before. Like my my levels of characters that I hate, mm-hmm. it's more just the scene itself that I hate yeah. more so than the character. Well, because the scene would be perfectly fine in a delightful kids movie. That's uh, you know maybe 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 you can stretch it. Maybe you can make it a. a, a Make the kids sit through it, you know, two and a half hours, maybe, if you really want to push it. Uh, it'd be better than what you did, which is three two and a half hour movies, but that's fine. Um, the third one's not probably not quite that long, but it's still too long. Uh, but you you could just do one. You can make a delightful, cartoonish kids movie, and it's so the dwarves aren't they funny? And maybe we get to know the dwarves because they each have a gimmick. And look, gimmick that's fine. It's a kids movie. Make them laugh. Make it get, make them entertaining. I mean, don't don't. You're, all the humor in these movies comes from the fat one doing things because fat people are funny. They fall on stuff and they they like fart 
And and like they they land on people and they get really hurt. I don't think they ever go for a fart joke. They go for a couple of burp jokes. I thought I there think. was one last movie. I, I could have sworn. I, I know it's a burp joke. There's there's <laughs> one. I don't I don't remember a fart joke. Maybe. Anyway, they eat a lot of stuff. This is the level we've been reduced to, folks. And they look funny. They got like big noses. Except for when you're supposed to find them likable and endearing, and then they look more human. Yes. No, I'm talking. I'm talking about the fat one. Oh. I'm talking about fat people. Okay. That's, oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, he's extra scared. He's got that fat power going, so he runs faster than all of them. Right. Because it's funny to watch a fat person run really fast. Was this the Three Stooges? Is it? Is this the Three Stooges or a prequel to Lord of the Rings? You need to make up your <laughs> mind. Okay. Yes. An insult to the Three Stooges and also Lord of the Rings. I, I just I just want comical like curly noise. Sure, why not? That would make me like the movie more. As he's bouncing from side to side. <laughs> All the orcs are like, "What is going on?" But yeah, that's that's my 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 worst thing in this movie. Um, where do we where do we want to start? So remember how in the last really I think in two towers is where we started this conversation. How we we talked about like oh uh, uh, Gromit he's uh, he's getting he's getting you thought Legolas was Wallace no he's Gromit <laughs> shut up what, what is happening <laughs> uh, no <laughs> Legolas uh, he, I'm already getting confused how do you think they feel <laughs> we talked about how Legolas was like becoming an action hero and he was doing all this crazy acrobatic stuff because he, he he jumps on the horse in a weird way and it's kind of a, yeah. a big flip any any, any uh, uh, shield boards down the stairs. Sure, sure. He rides a shield down some stairs. Um, and then, of course, in the next movie, he takes on the Oliphant. Mm-hmm. This movie just... Like, we were waiting for the moment when it would get really crazy. This movie just kind of, like, jumps right in there. It's just like, oh, now he's, like, doing all these ridiculous, like, acrobatics around Lake Town, and, like, he yeah. looks like he's way better at it now than he used to well, be because like he's basically the, just made of CGI well even during the barrel sequence they show all the elves doing like parkour around the trees yeah. and stuff as as the dwarves are moving down the river in the barrels it's like I don't remember them doing that in Lord of the Rings I feel like if they had that kind of agility Ooh. they would have used that maybe it was all the armor and helm steep you know was weighing them down mm-hmm. couldn't you know mm-hmm. And also, I guess he has a... There's a scene. There's a scene in this movie. Let's let's dovetail right into the Killy, Feely, Gilligan, Toriel, <laughs> Amelia Clark, Kit Harrington romance. Um, Toriel. <laughs> I don't know where I came up with that, but I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, Toriel... Kate from Lost. Yes. Uh, she... There's a scene where, where Legolas is like, let's go! And then she's like, I'm going to stare at the camera. And there's a good, like minute long sequence where she she is clearly deciding between whether to go with Legolas and to go with dwarf guy on the table yeah and we don't get any like actual dialogue from here or like hear a thought she doesn't like stick up for herself to, to Legolas or anything like and then at the end she's like I'm gonna save him after she's made the decision yeah. like it's it's just we, we focus mostly on Legolas and guy on the table yeah and it's like you've reduced her completely to just I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a, a love triangle. Well, this is all in the studio. I don't blame Peter Jackson for this one because yes. apparently it was 
<laughs> it was all in reshoots that they yes. added the stupid love triangle. And Evangeline Lilly, when she signed on, she was like, I'm not going to do a stupid love triangle or anything yes. like that. And then they told her during reshoots, hey, we're doing this. She's <laughs> like, come on! I, like, even if you're going to do a love triangle, at no point do I f feel like she's a, in conflict. Yeah. Like, she's pretty much immediately taken with, with Gilligan. Yes. <laughs> um... Even though he just kind of says, I could have have anything down my trousers, and I guess somehow she's supposed to find that endearing. Yeah. I'm just like, if he looked like Adam Sandler, she'd slap him. <laughs> that was one of the other doors. <laughs> that was a fat one. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if Bilbo could have even gotten away with that. <laughs> but yeah, like, and then... Um, like, she's talking to Lee Pace, and he's like, Legolas is quite fond of you, and it's very, very clearly like, oh, you know, he's attracted to you. And she's like, well, I'm just like a lowly elf, or like a normal elf, even though she's like an awesome warrior chick, so this, that seems a little contradictory. But he, and she goes, oh, you're the elf king, like, there, you would never let us be together, even if I wanted to. And he's like, yeah, I know that. Why is this conversation <laughs> happening? That was all in this movie, wasn't it? Yes. And, and then she... And then he goes, yeah, but you need to you need to let him down. You need to let him know that you're not interested. I'm like, what 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 is happening? I'm like, I don't care about Legolas having a love interest. That's that's not why we liked Legolas. And there's no point at which we feel like that's part of his character in the original trilogy. Like, yeah. We don't... And I don't and, and like him and Kate from Lost have no rapport. Like they're not like real good buddies mm -hmm. like there's not like a sense of camaraderie between the two of them they mm -hmm. just spend most of the movie being frustrated with each other I'm like oh Legolas is supposed to be in love with her I guess just cause they told me cause she cause she's Kate from Lost and she's, she's attractive she, yeah these movies are so superficial you remember Lord of the Rings where it's like they gave us reasons to care about the characters and their relationships remember Lord of the Rings where there is uh, they explored an, an unrequited love uh, like like relationship I know you didn't like it very much but I'm guessing you're, you're missing it now um, <laughs> oh yeah you know it and and they were explored an interesting relationship well, okay, that isn't okay. the most Here's stereotypical the romantical the subplot Here's in the a thing. movie I know Eowyn only knew Aragorn for like a couple days before being like completely mm -hmm. taken with him but at least Aragorn did things like I understood yes. I found it to be a bit of a stretch but I understood her attraction to him Yes. Here I don't get it. <laughs> I was attracted to him. I don't really, you know, But it's like yeah, the it's it's superficial, but it's supposed to be superficial. It's supposed to be like, oh, she literally just likes him for his looks and doesn't understand anything about him or his backstory and, and so therefore she's she comes to know him over the course of the thing and she yeah. she's almost certainly more in love with him, but she's also realizing that like that's yeah. never gonna be a thing. Like she's never gonna mm -hmm. be able to be with him and, and gets over that and that's an interesting angle it's an interesting character arc it doesn't end with the two characters getting together to fulfill fan fiction that i guess warner brothers thinks was going to be made about this um and and it's just like it's it's a it's a very unique angle where it's like you have an established way they could have made aowen arwen aragorn a i just realized all those characters have like the the names also very anyway it could it's have like been... I said about Sauron and Saruman. I found that very confusing <laughs> at a young age. Hint Smaug. Um, S names. Just stay away from... <laughs> but, um, Sam. Bad guy. 
terrible guy. Sandman. It's <laughs> pretty bad. No, that's, that's not a bad guy. He just he's just doing it for his daughter. Um, he's not a bad person. He just had bad luck. God, I hate that movie. Spider-Man Three, terrible movie. There we go. Anyway, um, Spider-Man Two, arguably worse. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but I'm just they kidding. Easily made the three of them into a love triangle. Instead, they handled two separate relationships. They handle Aragorn and Arwen basically long distance, and Arwen fighting with whether to give up her her kind of immortality, or yeah. it's not really give up her immortality, but just give up her chance to. To go to the the west and be with her people. Be with her people. It's giving. Yeah, it's a, it's between her people and between Aragorn, and and their conflict. Aragorn's never really in conflict. He always knows who his love is, and he's never going to betray her. Yeah. And then Eowyn is obsessed with Aragorn. Like that's that's all interesting angles, and it leads all these characters in interesting places and give gives them ways to grow. This is just like she likes. Legolas because he's Orlando Bloom I guess but then she also likes but does she? other guys she doesn't actually like Legolas supposedly though. according to Lee Pace she likes Legolas and then she likes Gilligan because he's got a hot face even though he's a dwarf and I don't even know how that works and then they go to Lake Town and she finds him and it's like, oh, she's Arwen for his Aragorn because she's getting him the plant. Even so far as she gets the plant and then, like, you remember when Frodo, he, he first sees Arwen and there's, like, there's white light surrounding yes. her because he's going crazy. And they do the exact same thing with Tariel. Yes. And I'm just like, do you remember Lord <laughs> of the Rings? <sighs> I hated it. I hated it all. <laughs> So at what point did this movie really lose you? Um, for for me, I was... Much more quickly than I expected. Honestly, it was kind of during the spider sequence. Yes. Was because... Very strange. Oh, we need to talk about... Um, first of all, the spider werewolf sequence... Werewolf man as well. At the beginning yeah, that just happens. And doesn't he just like show up for 30 seconds in the next one? It's like, oh, he's in the battle too. I think there's more extended footage of him, maybe, from what I've heard. Um, but yeah. And that's the thing, is that in the book... It's it's very similar. It's like he, they they stop by his cabin. I mean, they stay they stay a little bit longer with him. I think they 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 rest there a little more. It's supposed to be like this Cause, is because in Tolkien, every time they stay with some some nice character, it lasts for like five years. <laughs> Correct. Uh, and then yeah, they stay with him for a while, and, and he it's supposed to be kind of like their welcome last... to Tolkien for urgency. <laughs> it's non-existent. <laughs> They're supposed to be. Hey man, he fought in World War Two. He knows bureaucracy. Okay, he knows red tape. Um, can't get those moving permits yet. They gotta gotta let the hobbits stay for a while. Uh, the, but yeah, the idea is that it's like it's the last resting place, and there, you know, I, I don't know how much they really or how much he really emphasizes the fact that he turns to a bear, um, and then by the uh, yeah, in the final battle he shows up, and like, I don't think there's a ton because again the battle doesn't really happen in the book. Like it's I mean it does, but it's it's all. Frodo's out of or Frodo. Bilbo is out. He he gets knocked out early on, and then he wakes up and the battle's over. And finds out what happened. Uh, but I remember some copy of the Hobbit I had uh, had this massive, awesome uh, painting. I think it was like one of the illustrated. I I think I I checked out maybe from the library like the super nice illustrated copy. It had this massive, cool painting of of Bjorn, the bear guy, of you know smashing through orcs. And this, yeah, this giant bear. Always super cool to me. Um. Which, 
I guess that's more of a complaint with the next movie, but it's it's he feels like a character <laughs> in the book is the best I can say. Uh, and this, he's just kind of there. It's a weird point. It's weird to leave the movie off um, at the, the the end of the last movie. It's weird to leave them off at the 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 with the eagles. Yeah. And then jump to this, which is another point where we're going to not move it forward right away. Yeah. Like, to start off the next movie by being in the exact same place, just in a different place, if that makes sense. Like, in the exact same... And they kind of do that with Lord of the Rings. Frodo and Sam are pretty much in the same place. But for, but see, see, Lord of the Rings is not a binary, um, is there an action scene happening or not? Uh, yeah, yeah, this is what these movies are. It's literally... Set piece following set, set piece. Set piece after set piece after set piece. There's some breaks in between. Yeah. Um, Lord of the Rings is mostly breaks, almost, until we get kind of into Return of the King. And then and it's the, earned. Yes, and then it's... Most of the movie being action. the movie is a set piece. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, the the final battle really is all just one massive... Yeah. Culmination. Cl- yeah. Climax. And so it's... Yeah. I don't know. Indeed. Uh, the spider scene is great because the spider scene... It's not great. I mean, that's, that's a sarcastic moment. Um, the spider scene is... Got him. Is quote-unquote great because it's literally just the, the bug scene from King Kong but with spiders and no one dies. Yeah. And they have swords, I guess. There's a very weird part in that where... Bilbo, like, all the other dwarves have been captured because that's all these set pieces are. It's all the dwarves have been captured, now Bilbo has to try and save them. Yes. Like, that's... Which that is happens, not, like, So that times. happens in the book. Um, that happens sort of with the trolls. We talked about that in the last episode. Yeah. It happens with the spiders. I don't, actually, I don't know if that's exactly how that goes in the... I think it is. I think it is how it goes in the book. Um, and then it happens with the elves. And I believe that's about it as far as, like, the getting captured sort of thing so the, the, you know it's there yeah but it's it's almost uh, the, three times it's kind of a funny thing yeah um, you know it's like oh you got you, you know you're, you're playing on like oh it's he, the he, rule of threes he's, he's proving himself yeah it's a rule of three he's it's 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 that's like there's that in the goblin stuff in the mines yeah uh, and that's the extent of all your action scenes mm-hmm. imagine if the only action scenes uh, from really I mean everything yeah cause like Oh my gosh! So let's just think about this: is the fact that um, in the in the book, there's the troll scene, uh, there's the goblins, there's the spiders, and then there's the uh, or well, so there's the spiders, there's the elves, then there's um, the Smaug, Smaug fight at Lake Town, Smaug, and then we don't actually see the final battle. Yeah. There's five. Five actions. Imagine, and, and so one of those action scenes happens in the next movie. Imagine if there had been four action set pieces over the course of both of these movies. See, it's fascinating because I'm thinking about it from like a studio perspective. And they're like, oh, if we only have four, it'll be boring. And I'm like, the way you have it now is boring. Yes. There's like three contrived fights between orcs. There's and the I, I, th- I, think, I don't remember if we decide if we actually said this in the last one, but the orcs show up way too early yes. in, in the story. Yes, they should show up well after they leave Rivendell. Exactly when they, when it actually starts to be a threat. Yeah, 
it should be like the 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 giants are their only or the trolls are their only real obstacle between the Shire and Rivendale. Yeah. It should be like a nice little montage of them traveling. And, then... and the the elves aren't an action scene either in the book. It's it's like they they use the barrels, but then they just kind of they just them. get away. Yeah. yeah. God, that's exhausting. Yeah, the movie these movies are exhausting. It's it's just action. It's nothing but action. Yeah. And it's not good action. But what I was going to say I was... I emphasize. Back in the spider scene... I can watch John Wick. I can watch me some John Wick. That movie's also like an hour 45. Yes. The movie knows how long it needs to be. Yeah. It's good. It's well-crafted. And I care. It's I care. It's simple, but I care. It's simple the way these movies should be... Or this... Yeah, these movies. It should be one movie. It's simple the way these movies should Maybe be. Maybe two. Maybe, Maybe two. two. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what I was going to say was back in the spider scene there's a very odd moment so Bilbo's got the ring on he's trying to figure out what to do and he's he's like attacking a spider and then like the spider's like well, what's attacking me what's going on and Bilbo just takes off the ring he's like hey I'm right here like trolling it and then he just stabs it Yeah. I'm like what kind of a moron are you that thing could have easily just jumped out top also, of you and you'd be dead also the part where uh, the spider or not spider where Bilbo is like huh Sting. Oh yeah, that's how he names it, Sting. Because I believe in the book, and I keep referring to the book. The book is not like. I mean, it's it's great. It's it's a fun read. It's it, but it's not some like literate literature masterpiece. It's just a good story. You're yeah. not even fulfilling the obligations of a good story. Yeah. And I believe that he gets the name from like one of the dwarves or Gandalf or somebody. One of the dwarves who we probably care about more in the book, uh, or Gandalf or somebody gives him the name after like oh he stings spider or whatever um and this he just kind of gives it to himself and it's and there's i think they play like a theme real quick and it's like oh remember lord of the rings i kept saying that to you over and over again whenever they yes. made some stupid reference to lord of the rings the gimli stuff is is or the gimli gimli scene is potentially worse with the the picture of gimli but i know you mentioned that already i yeah. just wanted to there's quite a few the Aragorn one at the end of the next one is is is, is probably the worst. worst. By far the worst. Yeah. I remember watching that in the in the movie and being like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> <laughs> like I was already just so by the end of the third one, I was already well, just completely. Well, it's because it's not even like blunt and straightforward. Like this is my son, Gimli. Yeah. Okay, wink to the audience. We know who that is, and you can argue whether or not that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, and that one is like. And I wish we're getting way too ahead of ourselves. He goes, Strider. He goes by another name, but I'll leave that oh, to you yeah. to figure out. And I'm like, oh, I get it, because I saw Lord of the Rings. It's Aragorn, and I feel smart because he did it indirectly. Garbage. Yes. <laughs> yep. It's... It, it's like the Robin thing at the end of Dark Knight Rises, but like times ten. Because Robin doesn't actually show well, up in those movies. And it's not... It's a reference to Batman lore. It's not a reference to, oh, hey, remember in the previous movies when, when we had Robin? It's a revelation about the fact, oh, hey, this has really been kind of Batman's Robin. Th this, yeah. this universe version of Batman's Robin this whole yeah. time. Like, that's that's what his character was in the movie. He didn't, you know, kind yeah. of adds a new light. Yes. Um, this is like, we want to make sure you remember Lord of the Rings because that's the brand... Promote the brand, Lord of the. R Go watch it again. I'm gonna make you watch 
three days worth okay. of movies okay. in the theater when okay. you when we come out with whatever the next terrible movie is. Let's discuss the Gandalf stuff. I find this potentially a, a, a huge break in continuity with with Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so him and Radagast shows up and I'm like, why is there poop on the side of his face? Yes. Like bird poop or whatever, but whatever. Um and then so he Radagast leaves for some reason. I don't remember. <laughs> and Gandalf's wandering around this this Hollywood set <laughs> and he, he's like, Oh, there are orcs showing up. What's what's going on here? And then um he finds Thorin's father for some reason, because Thorne's father's been alive all this time. Yeah, um, that matters. And I'm supposed to care, and we keep being shown flashbacks that we've already seen from the from the Thorne's father, the Rain Man. <laughs> but like, we keep getting these scenes that we saw and as flashbacks in Unexpected Journey. I'm like, that's okay. If you're going to do these here, that's why we don't need the flashbacks at the beginning of an Unexpected Journey. That's why you can dole them out like this, but you you can't have it both ways. Mm-hmm. But then Thorin's father gets killed, and I'm supposed to care. He's like, "Tell Thorin I love him," or some. Thorin's father is Thrain. Who? Thrain, I think. (laughs) Maybe it's Thor. Thor. If Chris Hemsworth were in this movie, it'd be much better. You're 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 not wrong. But um, and then Thor and Thorin, <laughs> Gandalf gets confronted by by the necromancer. He's like Sauron, and everybody's like, "I know who that is." <laughs> But, but I'm just like, wait. So in Fellowship of the Ring, he seems very confused about what, what this ring is that Bilbo had. And he's like, I think it's an ancient evil. I need to go figure out what's what's up with this. Mm-hmm. So he goes to Minas Tirith and he does research. And he's like, it belongs to Sauron. Sauron's doing things. Oh, no. And I'm like, right. you, you knew Sauron was doing things a few years back, buddy. Like, yep. you knew this was a problem. Why are you shocked? Why are you so surprised? Yep. What's happening? Because I believe the way it plays out, not even in the book, but in the appendices of Lord of the Rings, I believe the idea is that they drive him out of the his fortress as they just know him as the necromancer. They yeah. drive him out. And the, so they don't The realize... problem is they call him Sauron. That's yes. the problem. They openly just say it's Sauron. Yeah. Yeah. If they kept it as the necromancer and then all the audience you know, all of them go, Oh, it's Sauron. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it'll lead into that. And if Saruman at the end of the next one, instead of saying, I'll, I'll go deal with Sauron, he's like, I'm going to go deal with the Necromancer. It's like, okay, fine. Yeah. Still dumb, but not quite as dumb as what you did. Yes. But well, it, it would have even been, been effective if it was like, oh, it's the, they call it the Necromancer, and then you see Gandalf, he gets knocked out or whatever, and then as he get, once he gets knocked out, like you see, then you see the big stupid eye thing yeah. happening. So it's like, okay, we get it. It's Sauron. Yeah. The visual metaphor looks creepy because he's standing over Gandalf and we love Gandalf and Gandalf's knocked out. Even though he somehow looks like a thousand years older than he sure. does in Lord of the Rings. Sure. With I, magic. I did find that less distracting in this one than I did in the first yeah. one. Maybe that's just because... Probably because there's not as much focus on him in dialogue. Yeah. I just don't it's like It's just that. him sort of generally being baffled by what's happening. I mean, I get the point of writing both, Gandalf out of the Both in the movie and in real life. I get the point of writing Gandalf out of the movie and be like, just give him something to do. He needs to be away with the dwarves, have problems with the elves. And like, I get all that, but I just feel like you should somehow streamline it so Gandalf doesn't have to go on his own adventure and he just stays with the, mm-hmm. the dwarves. I don't know. I don't know. Do we want to talk about the moon door scene? We can do that. But first... So make sure I'm I'm 
I'm correct here. It, d- does that seem a bit contradictory with the continuity yeah, as far as Gandalf agree. being completely confused oh, about what's going on? They just like, no. It's like, oh because, yeah, Sauron's well, back because, and he's amassing power. It's fine. Because Galadriel establishes in Fellowship of the Ring, she's like, nobody remembers what the ring is. No, barely anybody remembers Sauron. Like, it's all yes. forgotten history. And yes. then Gandalf rediscovers it. Yes. But then, like, apparently he knew it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Just not the ring part, but he knew Sauron mm-hmm. was around. Very strange. I don't know if that's a complete like continuity just I whole. I agree, but it's. I haven't thought about it because I don't care enough. But that's a good point. <laughs> See, this is this is where my mind automatically goes. I automatically start trying to piece together continuity stuff, right? Um, because that's just what I do. See the Terminator Genesis review for more. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah, continue. What, what the moon door. Okay. For all I know. <laughs> sure. Um, that was a Game of Thrones reference that no one's going to get. Uh, Unless you watch Game of Thrones. No, no, no. no the, the, don't worry about it. I guess, is that called the moon door in Game of Thrones? I think so. Oh, okay. The character called Moon Boy in the Game of Thrones books. Oh, that's even more confusing. Yes. and so That's a Sauron Saruman situation there's, right there's there. A, there's a... a a joke about the fact that Cersei has has had sexual relations with all these characters and and Moonboy he's a he's a jester he's like a court jester and 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 some character is like he's she's had sexual relations with Moonboy for all I know that's a and they look over and it's the fat dwarf <laughs> it's the fat dwarf the fat dwarf is Moonboy there you go um anyway they climb the mountain they climb they climb the lonely island and. <laughs> they get up to the door uh, all the doors do except for all the doors that stayed in Lake Town because Love Triangle and Gilligan uh, it's it's the Lonely Island and Gilligan's Island where the, um... <laughs> we don't plan things here I swear <laughs> you would have sworn this was scripted I know but, uh, they go if you to... couldn't t- tell by our awkward pauses <laughs> they go they go to the door at the top of the mountain and there's like a bird and and they're like, oh, by last light of day, or something. It's a thing from the book. It's fine. Um, it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle. It's, it's a, a riddle. Old, it's a good old logic puzzle. Or it's riddle, a riddle. You know. And they they go to the door, and then they find they get there, and it's not opening. The door's not opening. And so all the dwarves just leave. And it's like, well. We tried. Better luck in another 20 years, I guess. Oh, well. And they just throw the key down and they walk off. Yeah. Bilbo's like, what are you guys doing? And I'm also like, what are you guys doing? Like, what? Can you? What? Hey, guys. What? Maybe we could think it through for longer than 30 seconds. Well, where are you going? 30 seconds is generous. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm all alone. <laughs> and then he, he finds he waits and then the moon shows up like immediately yeah it's like right after sun goes down the doors haven't even gotten like even partially down the way down the stairs or whatever um and, and or at least editing wise that's what it would yes. appear to be and then the moon sh- shows up and, and it opens the door and it's like oh my goodness the guys the doors open. so he doesn't really like yell to them and maybe he does i don't know it's kind of it's, it's all blur um but then there's a good 20 second scene 
where he is scrambling around the cliff trying to find the key. Hmm? And he's just running around. He's like, where's the key? Where's the key? And he's just like kicking around and he's like throwing his feet out. And he's like, I gotta find the key. Gotta find the key. Where is, I know it's around here somewhere. Gotta find the key. Yeah. He finally kicks the key and then Thorne steps on it right before it falls off the edge. Because Thorne was there, I guess. And they're all like, oh, we were just trolling you, Bilbo. We were behind this bush <laughs> the whole time. We knew you could do it, buddy. We didn't realize you were so incompetent. You were about to just kick the key off the cliff <laughs> instead of, I don't know, maybe just like like getting down on your, your knees and kind of looking around for it. I don't know. Maybe, you know, It's a shiny metal object in the, on sitting on a piece of rock. Like you, you think maybe you could find it, but yeah, that's fine, Bilbo. That's fine. And then, remember in the Lord of the Rings when as one does they're going through the the, the big falls they're going going well they're, they're not to the falls but they're 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 going down the river um and they see the giant majestic statues these are statues they look realistic because they're they're miniatures that they they built and then they yes. they filmed around um that the boats or cgi but the, so Filmed in close to the statues, these are miniatures. One of the coolest um, scenes in the movie. Yes. No dialogue. One of the coolest scenes it, in any movie. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't cut it for time reasons. Except it's, they didn't do that in Lord of the Rings because they were aware of, of what a, a, a great little moment of of tranquility and just sort of absorbing your majestic uh, surroundings and accepting the fact that the world is much older and, and larger than you will ever be. Yeah. They, they they appreciated that and they were like that's important for pacing and for character and for uh, understanding the world we're in and world building and and so remember that scene and then remember this scene where they they get inside the, the, the mountain and they walk inside mm-hmm. and they turn around and there's like a little plaque a little cute little plaque it's like a spelling bee award and it's sitting above, <laughs> it's like a spelling it's, it's sitting award. above it's, it's sitting above the door and and they turn around and they see it and they're like oh my goodness would you just look at that and they like stand around and they talk about how majestic and amazing it is to be back in their home and they're all so excited and they're, none of them are speechless they're all just happy and they're like oh this is amazing we're back in our home oh my goodness and there, there's it's there's no sweeping wide shots there's nothing that looks particularly stunning it's kind of just a brown scene they're all just crowded in this hallway ugly movie's very ugly they're all just crowded in this hallway and they're kind of looking around and they're like it looks that's the thing we recognize I guess mhm <sighs> I hate this movie <laughs> I'm not gonna disagree <laughs> come on now and then there's a whole other contrived thing with Thorin, like, hating, um, like, Bilbo or whatever, or being like, oh yeah, we can throw Bilbo to the curve, even though he saved us, like, five times, and I thought our character arc in the last movie was that now I love Bilbo. And it's like, nah, he can get you my dragon, it's fine. It's gonna be fine. And then the old wise oh, one then it's even has better, to then, yell at him. Then the for... old wise one yells at him. Yes, the old guy, the only other distinctive dwarf, uh, yells at him, and he runs down the stairs to go find Bilbo. But then he holds Bilbo up at hostage for the the Arkenstone. So like, actually, he didn't learn anything. He was just like, maybe if I go now, I can get it. Yeah. And then Smaug shows up and starts trying to kill him. 
And the rest is history. As and they then say. the movie goes on for another forty-five minutes. Is it? I know we had it muted, but I believe Bilbo's last line of the movie and the last line that leads us into the credits is, "What have we done?" Yep. You can read that on multiple levels. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's funny too because it's also not Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman's fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we should probably talk about uh, the Bard and and Lake Town and Alfred. There's also other fat guy who's not the dwarf or the goblin fat guy who runs Lake Town. Oh yeah, Stephen Fry. Yeah. British comedian. National treasure. But not the the Nicolas Cage kind. Sure. Who plays Mycroft in the second Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movie. You know what's better than The Desolation of Smaug? He's also in V for Vendetta. Sherlock Holmes too. You know what's better than The Desolation of Smaug? Probably V for Vendetta. I haven't seen it. It's a good movie. So it's better than the Desolation of Smell. Correctamundo. <laughs> um, I, the problem is I. What's what's the guy's name? Luke Evans. I like Luke Evans a lot, mm-hmm. and I feel like he he's just very bad at picking projects. Mm-hmm. Um, like he plays Zeus in the Immortals movie with Henry Cavill. This is just he a very also in movie. one of those monster? He's in Dracula Untold. Yes, that one, yeah. The first attempt at a uh, universal, modern-day right. cinematic universe with the monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, so that failed, and then they did The Mummy, which also failed, so... Mm-hmm. They'll probably try again. I watched The Mummy. <laughs> the only thing more embarrassing than that is that I watched The Hobbit, The Desolation <laughs> of Smig. I'm amazed that we're this far down on this... And we're only in the second. Like, we haven't even gotten to the one that's the most offensive. Yeah. The third one is trash. Yeah. I, 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 the, the, this, the, the most amazing thing is just, maybe it's because we watched Lord of the Rings in such close proximity. I had higher hopes for at least the first two movies. I believe it was last week that you asked me. Are the Star Wars prequels better or worse than these? Yes, I did. That was a question I posed, and I was going to ask that at the end of the third one. Now, now you're starting to rethink it, aren't you? A little bit. <laughs> I, I had been under the, the uh, magnificently false impression that these movies were still relatively competent. I don't know what gave me that idea, but for some reason I thought that they were all right. Yeah. I'm learning that they're not... Yeah. I gave the first one an F, didn't I? Mm Mm-hmm. God. I don't have that much more room to go down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But Luke Evans, uh, he's in Immortals. I think he's one of the Fast and Furious bad guys. Like, I feel like he should be a movie star. I feel like he should be a leading man in Mm -hmm. something. And he's just not. And so, like, in this, he's not bad. And I believe... In the book, they're just like, oh, some random guy killed Smaug. Like, at least... No, the, it's, it's it's established that. But there's not a whole lot of focus on his character, right? Isn't it kind of just... I don't know. There's a decent little bit. It's not it's not nearly as... The problem... I mean, the reason we spend so much in Lake Town is because of the elf orc 
dwarf stupid subplot. Yes, and there's a whole action scene where Legolas is like chasing not Azog. Doesn't the guy who gets healed in this one die in the next one? Yes. And then we get the famous line or infamous line from Kate right. from Ross where she goes, Why does it hurt so much? I'm like, yeah, I'm asking myself the same thing watching these movies. I'd like to imagine that they were doing reshoots and that was like the last scene. And they were like, all right. Uh, or they, they they didn't really tell her maybe that they were filming and that she just, and she just said, she was like, you know, maybe just trying out some lines, trying out some feels. And she's like, all right, uh, why does it hurt so much? Or like, man, why does it hurt so much? Or, Oh, what about why does it hurt so much? Oh no, not that one. Oh, we got it. What? <laughs> What's the most melodramatic way she can say yeah. that line? Yeah. Why does it hurt so much? And then, if Angelina Lilly's a good actress, yes, I'm, I'm, she. That's what I'm saying. Is she is a better actress than that? And I, 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 none I would of, imagine none of the actors in this are bad. Yep. It's just most of them are playing caricatures or one note or half note characters right and I don't care about any of them but anyways the, the light town stuff it's not Azog the the pale orc or whatever they call him it's it's his henchman like his second in command that Legolas apparently has a beef with and there's like an extended action scene between them at the end of this movie mm-hmm. that's intercut with them trying to take out the dragon and I'm just like okay I barely care about Legolas in the movie as is who cares about this? He's not even the henchman. He's the henchman's henchman. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I'm at a loss. Like, why not just have him fight Azog? Like, I know he's got a beef with Thorn, but they're going to fight in the third movie anyway. They're not fighting now. Why does it matter? Just have him fight him. Or better yet, just cut out all the light down stuff. It's almost like you could do something character-wise by having, like, the elves come to the door's aid this time. And, like, it'll be, like, a, a thing where, like, oh, you know, now now, now, Thorn and Legolas, they're fighting side by side because of uh, Azog. Yeah. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yes. Now, I will say, I do kind of like some of the politics of, of what goes on at Lake Town. I, I do like the... the you know, the when, speech, the, the little scene where they, they all kind of give a speech and they're all like... Yeah. like Thorne gives his little uh, political speech yeah. trying to be like, hey, give us the supplies that we need to go to go take back our home and, yeah. and we'll, we'll, you know, the gold will flow down this river again. It's nice. Yeah. I just wish Stephen Fry and Alfred weren't such cartoon characters where it's like, oh, they're disgusting. That's the gag. Yes. They're also fat. Well, yeah. Stephen, Fry. Stephen Fry is fat. Yes, that's, that's what they're going for there. And then a big Al- chin, kind of like the goblin from the first one. And then Alfred's just the, the worst thing ever invented by a human. Why are these movies obsessed with guys with just huge fat chins? So you'd think it would be so they, that like they can punch the yeah. chin, like that's the, that's the payoff. But then nobody ever gets punched like that. Like, Alfred just disappears in the third movie. Like, after he stuffs the gold coins in his bra, and we'll get to that, he just, like... Oh, I'm sure there's an extended scene where, like, he saves the day or something. It'll be great. Oh, I hope... I I was kind of hoping, like, Smaug came back from the dead and just ate him. Just for him, though. Mm -hmm. Then he went and died. Yep. 
Have you noticed we haven't been talking about The Hobbit very much? Bilbo is such a footnote in these movies. It's and the, the sad thing is that the, the the one shining moment he gets in this movie doesn't even like he the, it gets it's no longer separate from everything because you know the first one it's like okay he's with Gollum and he's there there's a nice riddle scene it just stops the movie in a good way just to be like okay we're gonna have this thankfully yeah. recreated scene yeah and then Smaug is like it's like alright smell looks pretty great the, the the general scale is pretty cool yeah a little hobbit and giant dragon but everything looks terrible like the set the set piece looks and, and the scene and the, the the effects on everything look terrible and Bilbo does not look like he's part of the scene yeah yep it's starting to affect it and we don't even get one of him in the next movie well, let's go ahead and just talk about the, the visuals and the aesthetics of this movie. Um, I don't know if this one was, did the 48 frames per second thing again. Um, I don't care. But I, I believe all these movies were shot digitally, and then, of course, they, they do color correction after the fact. Everything mm -hmm. looks just super washed out, mm -hmm. and partially because the special effects are so wonky and physics is just out the window, none of it feels like it has right. any weight to it. And... I don't know. It, it none of it just it, it just doesn't feel real in a very similar way to how the Star Wars prequels just don't look real. There's there's not that sense of grit because so much of it is special effects heavy and and not not. I mean, I don't want to be I don't want to be one of those those film hipsters and be like if you're do if you're relying on CGI you're doing it wrong, man. You have to do it models and stuff because you can make CGI work. It's just the fact that these movies were so rushed. And just couldn't get the time and attention that they probably needed if they were going to do three movies. Um, that that just hurts it so badly. Yeah. Um, and like you were saying, maybe the gold in that scene with, with Bilbo and Smaug wouldn't be real. Maybe that would probably be CG. But at least the background, like everything else, would yeah. be a, a, a miniature. Well, you just look at all the, the Force Perspective stuff that is in the first one. It's like... Yeah. You, you could have done something. Mm -hmm. but no they were doing their 48 frames per second nonsense and they can't do the force perspective with those cameras how would you shoot yourself in the foot like that it's one of the most valuable tools in your middle earth toolbox yep everything just looks so fake mm -hmm. remember when middle earth felt like a real place <laughs> now none of it feels real this movie should have been 3D animated. Ship it down to Illumination. They'll do it just fine. You don't even need to go to Pixar. Yeah, we can it's do better whatever. than Illumination. We could, we can do but better. we Illumination could do better than this movie. Hey, yeah, yeah, ah, yeah. That's 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 fair. Just just do do what the Hobbit animated movie did, but for a new generation that grew up on Lord of the Rings. Pacific Rim came out the same year as this. I find that interesting, considering Guillermo del Toro. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't like Pacific Rim very much, but it's better than this. Well, you don't like Pacific Rim in large... I mean, it's not a great movie by any stretch, but it's in large part because of... Personal taste. Yeah, you, you're I not, don't care for giant monsters monster and giant robots. robots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, my least favorite part of Power Rangers is is the Megazord stuff. I care... I, I, I've 
find it much more enjoyable when it's just them on the yeah. ground fighting. One of these days we'll have to figure out where that came from. We'll have to analyze why why you you grew that attachment. It was, it was probably partially because I never was really exposed to like Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh! Sure. or stuff that sure. was more monster-oriented. It's probably just I was never exposed to that hmm. stuff at an early age. Or just not as much as other right. kids my right. age. Like I said, it was, it was pretty much Star Wars, James Bond, and Batman. It's, it's pretty much just how it's yeah, been. Star Wars has big monsters. You don't hear me talking about them, though, do you? <laughs> the Rancor is secretly your most hated movie scene. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh. Yes. Yes, it is. But yeah, yeah, Pacific Rim. Well, it's it's not just that. It's that even I'm not even saying all the effects in that are perfect by any means but like well there's a sense just, of weight to the special effects yeah it just looks cool <laughs> that's all you gotta do it's fine well, you know like 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 they pick up a boat and like yes. they're the robots are moving slow and it's very clear to me that just with that I feel like Guillermo del Toro even if he was working with the same script he could have made the action scenes a lot more effective yes um once again rush job I don't blame Peter Jackson or pretty much anybody that actually made the darn thing, well, this, I blame the studio execs. Yeah, and, and it's it's the kind of thing of, of Peter Jackson is not built for that kind of sentiment, that kind of sensibility, I guess is what I'm looking for. Like, it's, it, he's, he's not a, like, fun action-adventure director. Yeah. His action scenes are, like, he, he intense. does... Intense. He does intense, gritty action sequences. Yes. Like, even, like, King Kong, like you were talking about, like, that, when they're fighting off the insects, it's terrifying. Which is why it's so bizarre that they do the same thing in this, because it's like, I don't know, spiders, this is all I know. It's, it's why Shelob is so effective, because yeah. he does that. Or even, like, the, I, I know, I, I don't know if we've ever mentioned this on the podcast, like, I'm not a big fan of the King Kong T-Rex fight scene, uh-huh. and just because of my, my weird thing with, with large yes. monsters okay. fighting each other, yeah. but that scene is not played as like a wacky fun scene. It's yes. it's played as intense. Yes. It's not supposed to be like oh this at, is at so no cool. point it's is no, to be Naomi, like, oh this is kind of terrifying. At no point is Naomi Watts looking at the camera going, What's going on? <laughs> whoop 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 <laughs> <laughs> Which is also why Smaug is probably the most effective part of these last two movies. Yes. Yeah. That plays a little one more into like, oh I can be kind of big terrifying monster and you know kind of yeah I think broad I think we've covered most of what we've I would I would agree with this movie I'm it, ready to be done now okay let's let's go over the extended edition versus theatrical cut real quick I don't remember what is extended versus theatrical other than Thorne's father showing up and then getting yeah. killed that's pretty much it right I mean there's smaller stuff but there's more stuff with, with Bjorn, I think. Mm-hmm. Which is also something that just would work so much better if if that all happened in one movie, considering he only gets a couple of scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just a character that's just an odd choice. I was surprised they kept him in, honestly. Like, But then they kept everything in, I suppose. Because <laughs> um, they had to. so much more. Uh, yeah. Also, it's very weird that this movie starts at the Prancing Pony. Because hey, do you remember Lord of the Rings? And it's and a scene where Gandalf a- is talking to an Aragorn lookalike about like the quest. But Gandalf's just sort of like, "Hey, let's go on a quest. I know where we can find a burglar." Yeah, 
Also, riddle me this, Tyler. So, their whole... It's an apple. <laughs> their whole reason for going for Bilbo as the burglar is... What exactly? Why, why is Bilbo... Like, why do they want him? Because he's a... If the idea is, like, he's small, he won't make a lot of noise, he can just sneak and grab the, the, the plot device and then leave. Mm-hmm. Right? Is mm-hmm. that the is that yes. the idea? Yeah. He said, the dwarves are about as small as him. Send, send Gilligan in. <laughs> no, he was shot by the arrow. So. Oh, that's right. And they read the script the, in well, advance and, and, and knew he would be shot by the, the arrow. Idea, part of the idea is that hobbits are supposed to be more... And this is something I think that's lost a little bit in this movie as well that was in Lord of the Rings, the movies. Um, but hobbits are supposed to be very, like, like soft, soft-footed, soft-stepping. They're supposed to be very, you know, they're, they're very good at kind of... Like, there's, there's a little bit... It, it almost is weird to, like, read it now knowing that he's talking about a fantasy universe. But, like, yeah. he... There's hints that, like, he's supposed to be... Or he's, he's saying that the, the... Tolkien, I mean... Uh, is writing the world in terms of like this is how the world used to be like he's writing like yeah. an alternate backstory for our world mm-hmm. um, and so he's like oh now you don't see hobbits anymore like I forget what this is I think it's in the prologue of Lord of the Rings it might be from the Hobbit beginning of the Hobbit um, but he's he's talking about how oh the you know you don't see hobbits anymore because they're all hiding in you know like they're they're very good at hiding and sneaking around and like you just never see them okay and but like even in Lord of the Rings if you look at the scale of the four hobbits versus Gimli. Yeah, like Gimli looks significantly taller than the four hobbits, and that scale because the movie is so grounded and they they pay attention so much to the effects and the shots and everything, you never lose that sense of like oh yeah the the doors are be- definitely big and bigger and burlier they you know kind of yeah more uh, yeah they may they may not be tall but they're like de- hobbits are definitely very tiny yeah and. I feel like we sort of just let, like, Bilbo just sort of blends into, oh, now he's one of the rest of the dwarves, yeah. like, basically. And maybe he is played as being more small in comparison to them than I'm remembering it. Same. I, I remember it as, like, he's pretty much the same size yes. as the dwarves. Yeah. So maybe I'm wrong, but that's, I felt like that was something that they need to explain a little bit more as to why exactly he it, did. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, and that's that's all backstory that you can get in a book where the book can be world building. Like the, there was all that extended crap in the beginning of Unexpected Journey. Maybe they do explain it, and I maybe I so. missed it. I don't think so. Probably not. But not anyways, I anyways, I just thought I should probably bring that up. Mm-hmm. But overall, uh, the extended edition doesn't make much of a difference. It's just five percent more bloated in a movie yeah. that's already like 200 percent more bloated than it needs to be yep all right what, what's your grade f minus oh my god i don't know what i'm gonna do with that next one i'm gonna go flat f i'm already preparing for it i'm already ready because i i am pretty sure i'm gonna give the last one an f minus i don't even know that this one is that much more this is this is almost a protest creed for <laughs> for them making this into two movies. I don't know that this one is all that much worse than the first one, although it doesn't have the. I don't know because there's a lot of scenes that like we don't get the calm before the storm stuff with the Shire. We don't get to spend some time. We 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 don't slow down in this movie. Yeah, it just keeps going, and it doesn't stop. This movie wants me to take a nap. Yes. 
And by that I mean go into a coma so that I never have to watch these movies again. I feel like the more obvious choice would be to just burn all copies of these movies. <laughs> I always think we've we've covered like the worst stuff we're gonna cover. I really would like to talk to someone like very in depth who actually likes these movies and just to pick their brain. Because is is it just I like Lord of the Rings, I like Middle Earth, so just to be in that world a bit more is fine. I, I that's enough. Very much imagine. Is it the same that thing? That would very much resemble someone talking about the DCU. That's exactly where I was going. Is, is it Batman, Superman, or, and Wonder Woman are on to, screen? To, I'm fine. To get with away that. from our usual whipping post, uh, I imagine it would be very much very similar to talking to someone who adores the prequels, the Star Wars prequels. Obi Wan and Anakin are swinging around lightsabers, and yeah. that makes me happy. Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Amen. <laughs> and in Darth Maul's name we pray. <laughs> Amen. Um, yeah. It's funny that all three of those have probably been... I don't think The Hobbit has nearly as passionate of a fan base as either of those two. Um, no, probably not. I don't know. It's just very, very bizarre. I, I is this the worst example of studio meddling? Yes. Is it? Because okay, what what other things do we have to rank? Justice uh, League. Uh, Stick, We got Justice League and could probably tie in Suicide Squad, like both of them together. Um, but Suicide Squad, I don't know that that almost rings more to me as they never really knew what, where they were what they were doing with that from the beginning. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that that's necessarily as much studio interference as it was just like no one really has a clear vision they're just like yeah DC and then sort of just hoping for the best yeah. and then not succeeding so Justice League fan stick um we like Solo so that's that's not a problem <laughs> um is it weird if I think Zack Snyder comes out looking better after Justice League than David Ayer after Suicide Squad Yeah, because Zack Snyder's not on record saying F Marvel right as his movie uh -huh. premieres. I mean, he said Ant-Man's a, a vanilla, you know, the, whatever, ice cream flavor yeah. of the week. Yeah. I'm like, he's not technically wrong. It's just better than all of his movies. <laughs> I don't know how we always end up on this. I do. <laughs> it's because I lead us there. <laughs> I brought it up this time, though. I have no one to blame but myself. No, I've implanted it. Like it's, That's it's, fair. That's fair. I, I've reached into your subconscious. Just constant like repetition. Inception. Killian <laughs> <laughs> so Murphy, sorry, from, from Inception, he opens the vault. Yeah. Beside his dad, and it's just David A. A clip of David Ayer. F. Marvel. And then the crowd's cheering, and he starts crying. <laughs> He looks over and his dad's dead. It's Jared Leto Joker. Oh. <laughs> best part is it's a Christopher. Martha. It's a Martha. Oh my god. And the best part is a, we're using a Christopher Nolan movie to make this joke. Exactly. You, All right, you'll notice that it's fun for us to make fun of the DCU. Yep. I can say that much. The DCU gives me enjoyment. The Hobbit when we movies just it. make me sad. Yes. Again, 
worst example of studio interference. My point is made. That's what I was going for. Totally scripted. Oh my. People are going nuts outside. I do not take the microphone pick that up. And who knows? Um... I, I'm not sure if it's the worst example. Um, it's up there. I don't think it gets much because this is not. Oh, you made you messed up a movie. It's not even. Oh, you messed up a big movie. Mm-hmm. It's oh, you messed up three big movies that could have been one. Yeah. And they're three big movies because you wanted it to be three big movies. I just think Justice League just because it's so transparent as to what stuff is reshoots and what stuff is not like it's very distracting again stuff is one movie that universe was already sort of broken this was you followed up possibly the greatest cinematic achievement of our time with this yeah you're you're making convincing argument i'm not i'm not i'm not saying that, that you're not it's making me think good things about the dcu and the prequels the prequels I'm like you know what George got to do what he wanted he didn't let no one tell him what to do he was just like I'm gonna do it and you know what you live your life George you live your life be free you don't know you don't owe anybody you don't, nothing you don't know you don't owe them anything even though your fan base is the reason you're so rich and famous oh no I was going for the the, the Martha yeah I know I'm ignoring okay, you okay just making sure just making sure what what should I have done should I should I have let them all die Maybe. <laughs> All right, everybody. I think we've run out of steam here. Um, thanks for listening. Next week, we'll be talking about The Hobbit and the Battle of the Five Armies. I need a, There's got to be a clever spin on that title. Um, I'm going to let you think about that. The Hobbit and the Battle of Five Hours. Fair. Fair. It's a decent start. Decent start. start. I was like in The Hobbit, The Battle of Staying Awake. Not bad. I don't know. We'll think about that one. It feels awkward that we only got a, got got two. I feel like we, we needed three. To, to really... The Hobbit and the Battle of the Five Producers. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Was that not part of Lindsay Ellis' video on that? Was it? Didn't she mention something about the Battle of Five studios or something oh she probably did yeah yeah because there were multiple studios involved yes i think she said she mentioned the weinstein company being involved in at least the first one yeah that's fun Woo! just (laughs) makes me sad just makes me sad all around a sad time there is no joy to be found here and not even in memes (laughs) you know what the worst part is it only gets worse. <laughs> you can find us online and hear from the sequels. Uh, blog, 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 blog. You can find us through-